This is Jason Cast. This is Scott Nearman. We are MP Local, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I tell you what, Scott, this business is not easy. It has its own unique challenges. This is not about bottom line only. This is not about profit only. We're about mission and changing communities in the nonprofit world. And that is why we started this podcast called NP Local. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, you local listeners, to NP Local Podcast. I'm Jason Cass. And I'm Scott Nearman. And we are here for you. We want you to know that if you remember that this podcast was meant for you. And so once again, we are very glad that you are back here with us. I'm here in beautiful Southern Illinois. Scott's over there in in uh, beautiful Eastern Tennessee, um, that God's country. That's I tell right. you, that is honestly, that is some of the most beautiful country in America, North Carolina, Tennessee, West Virginia, all that stuff. If you haven't been there, go see him and stop in and say hi to Scott. Scott, what you got for us today, buddy? Hey, I pulled out a book that made a big impact on me back when I was in high school or college by John okay. Maxwell. I'm sure no, none of okay. our listeners have ever heard of John Maxwell. He's only the leading leadership guru in the country. Uh, Maxwell hails from right. Atlanta, just down the road from me. And uh, the first book of his I read was called Becoming a Person of Influence. And uh, he wrote co-wrote it with a Jim Dornan published by Tommy Nelson Publishers. And uh, I just pulled that off the shelf because, you know, we just talked about taking care of our team. So we're on this leadership track, right? We're, we're talking about nonprofit right. leadership in many ways, no matter where mm-hmm. you are in the organization. Nonprofit leadership is my love and what I've dedicated a career to. And so uh, we got 10 quick takeaways here from John Maxwell. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this. So leadership is vital. As John C. Maxwell would say all the time, everything rises and falls on leadership. So let's go ahead and uh, continue on here, Scott. You pull out the first couple. Well, the first point is that everybody has an influence with somebody. We all have circles of influence, and that's very relevant to fundraising mm-hmm. because that's exactly what we ask our board members, our staff, other organizational folks to do is, is who do you know? Who's in your circle? And so if we recognize that we all are people who can influence others, how do we become somebody that's a trusted influence? Well, I can tell you right now, Scott, that this is going to take more than one podcast. And the reason is because you got me going here. I've been on this stuff. I, I, have, I can go from uh, sleep to awake really, really fast. Here's what's important to understand. And this is so cool. The word influence, Scott, Let's just stop for a minute and talk about this word. This word is a different word, right? I think it's starting to take on, or it has started, or it is taking on a different a meaning than what you would necessarily see in the dictionary, right? Especially in this world today where we have like all these influencers, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and all they are is people who have a certain status in a society or in a group or in a role and other people are saying, hey, what they're doing, I'm going to usually follow that lead. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you something real quick, Scott. I'm going to just tell you a great little great little story. Local listeners, you're going to absolutely love this. This is true, true story I can tell you. In 2013, I was thinking about starting my podcast. And I didn't know what I was going to name my podcast. And not this one. Not this MP Local. I have another podcast I started in 2013. And its name is Agents Influence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So here's what happened. I'm sitting around one day and I'm watching um, Pierce, uh, Pierce Morgan on CNN. It's it's in uh, it's in December, and he's interviewing 
um, oh my gosh, Pastor Warren, uh, Rick Dick Warren, Warren out yeah. of Saddleback Church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What was it's Rick, right? Yeah. yeah. Rick Warren. Yeah. So he's interviewing him and he's talking. And, and one of the things that Pierce says to him, now this is so good, local listeners, when you really think about the word of influence, what he said, Pierce said to Rick, he said, you know, all these other TV evangelists, they're all on TV and that's how they get their word out. But you, you've chose not to do that. You've always chose to not be on TV. And he says, well, I believe that influence is just different in the way that I look at influence. And so I kind of sat there and I started listening to what he was saying. And he said, you know what? I realized something where you can have influence is not necessarily by putting yourself out there for others to see you. It's just by going places. He said, when I go to Africa, I'll go to cities where there is nobody. There is no food. There's no reporters. There's no electricity or anything. And he said, and after the first day, he said, you know what amazing happens? Hmm. The cameras show up the next day. And the day after that, the medicine shows up. And the day after that, the food shows up. And if when I go to a different part of the country, I could sit there and all of a sudden, the next day after I show up, the cameras show up, then the food shows up, then the medicine shows up. I started to realize, he said, that influence was giving a voice to those who have no voice. Mm. And right then I thought, agents need a voice I can give them that voice by creating a po- podcast, right? So where does that come? That comes back to when you're talking about these people and they're providing leadership. And we try to think like influence means that like if I doing something, I make somebody else doing it. No, it's people are watching you and you're their ears and you are their eyes and you are their mouth a lot of times on things that they don't want to say, but they see you as a leader. And that's the influence. It's giving a voice to people who have no voice. And that's Mm. what you're doing, especially with, with your, with your employees, but also in society. Society. I'm serious. I, I love this this word influence. Sure, and it's it's Sorry, funny that uh, <laughs> it's funny that the uh, we use the term influencer right with social media. That's something that doesn't always seem so uh, full of integrity, right? We, we all put only the highlight Very on well social said. media. But our our first point from Maxwell is that we have integrity with people. So I think when he wrote this book, he's also looking at that one on one influence that we have with folks. Um, so you, he kind of starts there. Whereas a society has got us, you know, the reason we do this podcast is to reach greater numbers. And so I think his point is that nothing is more important than integrity. You have to start your long-term success in business, your trust among your donors and in fundraising. You know, he says that a person with integrity doesn't differentiate between embezzling millions of dollars or simply plucking the morning paper from the neighbor's driveway, right? They're both they're both stealing. So the point is, mm-hmm. you know, when you are known to have that kind of reputation, uh, being humble, gracious, uh, you know, fulfilling promises, mm-hmm. truthful, moral, then you can, you know, uh, you can influence folks. And so the first definition is integrity. Webster's Dictionary. We could say Webster's Dictionary. Google Dictionary uh, says the Integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. I also heard it say something else is, is a person said to me, having integrity is doing what you say you will do. Right. I thought that was really good, right? If I say I'm going to do something, do you have in, do I have integrity that somebody can stand on that on that follow belief? through? And when you're a leader, you have to make decisions sometimes, and you have to uh, get brave, and you have to step outside of your box. And integrity is really important, not just with yourself, but do people have that in you? Right, right. 
The next point he talks about is uh, nurturing people. You know, he says, not until Mm. people can completely trust you, will you be able to positively influence them and have an impact on their lives. And we talked a little bit last episode about taking care of our team and, and just nurturing people. You're, you're assisting them on their journey, just like you are on your own. And, and you need, you know, we as leaders need that as well, right? Absolutely. That's why we should all have leaders. Hey, everybody's a leader to everybody. The only person that's not a leader that doesn't have a leader is God, right? So it says nurture is to care for and encourage the growth and development of, I mean, that's, that's what leaders do. And they value, you know, uh, research has shown that people value recognition more than anything else, even their pay, their, their money. It's true. You know, we talked about some ways to do that in the last episode. So if our listeners haven't heard that, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to taking care of your team. Mm-hmm. Maxwell says the moment, is a good one. the moment people know that you care for and about them, the way they feel about you changes. And therefore, you're going to mm-hmm. have some influence with them. His third point, it kind of goes right along with that, Jason, and that is show faith in people. Caring managers uh, trust their employees, respect their employees. They want that input. You know, I ask my team for feedback on my leadership, right? And so we take care of each other on a team and you're showing faith in them. You're respecting their experience and their traits and growth and skill sets because we can't, you know, we don't all have the same focus in our skill sets and what we bring to the, to the team. Mm -mm, That's right. To the team, make sure you're using that too. Let's get that word staff. Let's get, get rid of that stuff. Let's actually start seeing ourselves as a team. That's a society we're in sharing, caring, multitasking, leaning on each other. Right. That's who we are. Staff, staff doesn't do that. A team does that one, one unifying goal. That's That's right. right. Yeah. And the next one, it comes, comes right along with that. Um, he talks about how, um, how Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, rode 100 miles with a Walmart truck driver so that he could have a conversation and learn. You know, so many times we're more interested in talking than listening, right? And listening well, you know, ask your spouse if you listen well, you'll never get truer feedback. So we listen to people and we have a space for their ideas. And when you're the leader, there are certain things that you will decide and and you your team will not agree on and you got to make the call. That's, you know, that's why you're in that role. But you can still listen to their ideas. And I think that builds influence exactly right. because you're showing that faith in them and you are maybe giving them feedback on those ideas. Yeah. One of the things that you, it's really easy to do here, if you say, well, I'm really not good at listening to people. Well, you are where you actually have an issue is you have an issue of giving them back something. So you're listening and you immediately start thinking, I'm not interested in this, or I don't care about this, or this isn't relevant to me. And so what happens is, is you think to yourself in the middle of it, like, oh crap, this person's going to be done talking and, and they may, they may want, you know, my input or whatever. And sometimes we don't know what to say. I had a guy tell me just a couple months ago uh, about this. He said, whenever someone, if you want to have empathy, Jason, and you want to care for other people when they say something, if you don't know what to say, listen to what they say and repackage what they said and say yep. it right back to them. Active listening. And, and what it does is it lets the person go, oh, he just, he's listening or she's listening to me. You know, it's all you got to do. So don't freak out in that moment or what can I say? Or I don't, I hate these situations. Just hear them out, yep. repackage it, say it right back to them. And they'll feel as if you were listening, especially in conflict, right? If you have somebody that's upset, Mm -hmm. uh, you have an employee that's upset for personal reasons. They may be upset with you. They may be upset with another employee. If you shy away from that conflict, man, there's some of the most powerful things 
that can come out of conflict mm -hmm. when everybody slows down and takes a breath. We actually listen and, yep. and then the next point is to try to understand, right? The point of listening is to understand, mm -hmm. but yeah. there's some really great breakthroughs that I have seen come through personally and professionally when we actually mm -hmm. can have that conversation and our society is so that's when fast you learn. paced. It's so fast paced. Yep. We have that's to when you intentionally learn, do this. That's right, buddy. Maxwell says, listening is wonderful, especially when it leads to understanding. Uh, weak leaders sometimes get so caught up in the vision of where they're going that they forget the people they're trying to lead. That relates to a lot We're of these. all guilty of that. Yeah. No matter how great of a leader you are, you're always guilty of that. This is one of those things that you will never fix. You will always be guilty of that. And it's just part of being a leader. Yeah. So the next point Maxwell makes, there's 10 of them here. Is that says it in largest people is the one I'm looking at. And I guess if you become a leader, you eat a lot. <laughs> dad joke. Sorry, dad jokes. Totally, totally. <laughs> Enlarging people is really about helping them realize their own skill set, right? Folks don't there always you go. Uh, you know, there's somebody that, that I work with that she didn't realize that all of her background and that resume, when I first looked at her resume had led to this point in this job that she is in. She has always been involved in nonprofit things, but it's been not in the nonprofit organization as most of our listeners will think about it, but it's been in a church. It's been on a volunteer committee. Uh, I had another gal that worked with us oh. that had done a lot of PTO, PTA kinds of things. And, you know, that's a different sort of fundraising. Uh, but when you are leading volunteers and you are asking people for money, and you are coordinating an event, that's kind of where, where some people start in fundraising. And that's you gave fine. so much good information there. So much good information if you're looking for people, what you just said, you know? If you're looking for anybody who's leading people, who's taking money, who's organizing, has ideas, yeah, that's yeah. that's uh that's that's good. I like that. And that's what it does, is it enlarges that person. Well, and that's how this. folks end up in the nonprofit sector, right? They they don't realize they right. have some of these skill sets, and so it's fun to enlarge them, to point out their skills and to build them up in that way. Yep. We also, as leaders, navigate for other people. If you're going to influence them, you are helping them navigate. We talked about conflict a little bit. You know, you're going to help them navigate those difficult things. A lot of my experience, Jason, is navigating bureaucracy, right? I'm not someone who loves bureaucracy, but I have worked in governmental yeah. organizations. I've worked in a large hospital system. And these uh, types of organizations have built in layers that you have to work through. There's a lot of rules. And, you know, if you have enough patience, you can do that. And I've always felt like my best supervisors were those who broke through the red tape for me, right? I remember working in the state of Illinois oh, and, and, and worked for a great supervisor. And he handled the politics at the top so that we could do our job. You know, we had a federal grant we were working under and we were trying to do something. And when somebody threw a, a barrier up, it was his job to go have the higher level conversation and to break down that barrier. And so that's, to me, that's navigating Good. for other people to be able to do mm -hmm. their job well. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a lost trait today. I mean, I'm not, I'm just saying it is right. It's, 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 it's a, the, these, these bureaucracies of these large organizations are crazy. So yeah. So yeah, I do yeah it's, and, and, and certain fields are more difficult than others, you know, but um, you know, healthcare is one of those that's particularly difficult, but you know, if you're in that kind of setting for our listeners, I think if you're going to be a voice of influence and influence something for the better, 
Um, you, you can do that as, as other people have written books on from anywhere within the organization. You, you don't have to have the title to be a leader. There's another book by that, mm-hmm. by that name. Other people that connect was that next one. Yeah. Connecting. And I think connecting is important. Yeah. Connects with people. I think is really important as the next one that Scott was going to do. And why I like to lead on this one is it just has to do with one of my greatest sayings. It's not my saying, one of a mentor of mine who I absolutely love this saying um, has to do with this. He said, Jason, your net worth is what is in your network and your network mm-hmm. will make up your net worth is what he says. Um, uh, older gentleman, very wise, uh, has millions and millions and millions of dollars. And his whole thing of his whole mm. life has been, was trying to create relationships with people and connect them together. Like he needed to help this person and this person, cause this person needed this person. He would go make a friendship and he would connect those people. And upon doing that, he's invited into business situations as mentors. He's, he's asked to speak at colleges and stuff like that. All because he says that his net worth is in his network or his network is in his network. It's what makes it up. Well, that's and Max, pretty cool if you really think about that. Maxwell wrote this book, you know, 20, 25 years ago. So again, I think when you talk about the one-on-one connecting, I think it also goes back to that listening and nurturing and building the foundation mm-hmm. so that you can have that conversation where you really know what's going on with them. You know how mm-hmm. their mind works. You know what's going on with their family and you're connecting mm-hmm. in a human way. You know, we, we've been, after the pandemic have gone to all the zoom and all the, you know, the, the various modes of communication, we work remote. And so I, I find it harder to connect with people if you're not in person. And so we, we really right. have to make an effort to that these days, I think. I really like this last one. I hadn't really noticed this one, but reproduces other influencers. Well, skipped, oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. One. Empowers people. Yep. We, we, we skipped one. Empowers people. Well, that's all right. Um, Empowering people um, is, is similar to that um, enlarging them, right? But the essence of empowerment, they say, actually occurs when you delegate authority. You know, Jason, we're going to have a workshop with my team on delegation The end it, it, about mm-hmm. a month from now. And we're going to work with a gentleman that I know has a rubric for this and a, and a special workshop. And he talks about five levels. In fact, we'll bring him on this podcast. He's a good friend of mine. And Let's do that. Let's bring him on here. Yeah. And this delegation workshop is going to help um, me empower my team, right? To be able to say, okay, I'm trusting you with this, but I want you to bring this piece of information back for my approval. Or I'm trusting you with this, you know, working with the lunch caterer. Because I don't care what we have for lunch that day, you know, and, and what yeah, it's layer about giving level. them powers, but also letting them know where the powers need to be checked. I like that. So you're empowering people. And that's really good of you. I like, that's a good idea for you. Well, and, and your in, staff. insecurity team. What's that? A team. Yeah. I said, see, I said staff it's team. Yeah. And, and Maxwell says insecure leaders. We've all known some insecure leaders feel threatened by the very individuals that they're supposed to be mentoring. They don't want to relinquish control. They don't really want to delegate. And so I know that that's an area that I can improve. And I think any leader needs to think about uh, delegation Mm -hmm. specifically and empowering other people. You get more done that way. And you could stop right there and say, that's how you influence people. That's how, what, how, what good leaders do. But this is the most important, right? Is the reproduces other influencers. Right. I really, really think that that's, that is like, that's the, that's the ROI. If I look at it, return on investment, the reproduces other influencers. Absolutely. Um, so it's so important to do. And to be honest with you, this is what I actually get excited about. 
like having these 23, 24, 25 year old guys and girls working with me. It's so fun when you start teaching them things that like we've known for 30 years and they're like, yeah, oh, you know, and it's not so much they're learning, but they're learning and seeing how I'm leading and they come to me and say, hey, when you did that, why did you do this? And it's like, sometimes people could take that and say, are you questioning my leadership? Actually, they are. They're questioning why you're doing it because they want to learn, not because they think you're wrong, you know, and so. Very, very important here. It reproduces other influencers. Absolutely. And I remember, Jason, when we were in the same town uh, having a conversation with you, we were we were at a Chamber of Commerce lunch at the Elks Club, and you talked about, um, gosh, we've got to get the next generation in leadership. So I think for, for if, mm-hmm. you know, our target audience with this podcast is folks who are new to the sector. That doesn't necessarily mean they're young, but if you're close to retirement, I think it's so important that that you bring up the next generation because if we are so heady in our role and we've made this huge impact i'm thinking of the nonprofit founders i'm thinking of the folks who are um have been in their roles for 30 years for example as an executive director you've got to build up that the next person is going to take your spot or everything you've worked for uh could come crashing down you know you get the wrong person in there they can ruin it so if you have a vision and you're just getting to the point where you know you're not the person that's going to see that vision through the next 30 years. That's happening in nonprofits right now because, you know, they're it coming is. of age. And so there's a lot of retirements, which is opportunity for the majority of our listeners. But I hope that that's right. that those who've been in those roles and who know all this stuff, you know, we brought in a, a previous episode. I interviewed Sandy Bird. Uh, who spent years and years with Habitat for Humanity. She does this, Jason. We we were at an mm-hmm. Association of Fundraising Professionals gathering recently, and, and our chapter is going to start a mentoring program and Emerging Leaders Summit is being planned for next spring in Knoxville. So, you know, there's a lot of things that can be done, and there's others that will help you with that. But you've got to be one, a, a leader and a person of influence passes that baton. I agree. I agree. I think that's good for today, man. We've we've given them some leadership uh, and things that they can do, how to influence people. I absolutely love it. And we're at 22 minutes, so... Uh... We're over. Man, we, we got it. Sorry about that, local listeners. But yes, thank you very much for this, Scott. And we will be finding you again, local listener out there. Thanks very much for listening to us. We greatly appreciate this because this is an MP Local Podcast where you are not alone. I'm Jason Cass. And I'm Scott Nearman. And we're here for you. Right now, we're going.